1: If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Welcome in to a Tuesday morning. It's five minutes after five o'clock. Today, Tuesday, April 7th. And I'll tell you what, plenty of food and fiber news to bring your way. John Heinberg from Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson's joining us live before six o'clock. Could we have possibly hit bottom? As far as our dairy prices are concerned, could we start to see a turnaround, things coming back online? Talk with John about that prospect. We also have to deliver more bad news for our farmers in the upper Midwest. Livestock markets are now basically going idle. Uh, Lanesboro market in Lanesboro, Minnesota, one of those. We're going to talk with Joe Nelson, who is the market manager, and decided that because prices are so poor, They're just going to push pause this week and not sell any cattle. We've got the latest on that after 5.30. Also catching up with Ryan Elby, that dairy farmer from West Bend, that's gotten an awful lot of attention because he's been asked to dump milk. He's not alone. He's just the one that's getting a lot of attention, and he's going to tell us what that attention has been like for him, for his dairy operation. That's after 5.30. Weather-wise, what can we look forward to today? Well, It looks like it is going to be a warm one, to say the least. 70 are expected high today. Partly cloudy skies. Could see a stray thunderstorm now and again. For tomorrow, rain definitely in the forecast will drop down to 64. And Thursday, it's going to be windy and cloudy. 42, the expected high. Stu Mockragg, meteorologist, joining us. Weather details about 15 minutes down the road. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com.
2: A voice for
3: farmers. A for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
5: Well, if you didn't think you were a creative person before, COVID-19 has certainly made you get creative, and we're finding organizations and people all across the United States, not just in agriculture, in all sectors, that are having to think outside the box. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And Caitlin, we keep on telling the stories of those that are getting creative, uh, finding ways to connect with people in what should be their busy time of the year. Tell us more.
6: That's right, Josh. This is Caitlin Riley on the western end of the world's longest barn in Lacrosse. and now more than ever, kids are back on the farm, and equipment will hopefully be rolling soon with planting season coming up. Normally, the Progressive Agriculture Foundation helps communities host safety days across the nation, and this is, like you said, their busy season. They're sponsor-driven with important information, so I reached out to Jana Davidson. She's an education content specialist with that foundation, and she's found, like you said, a creative, unique way to adapt to this current situation.
7: We sure are. So our program, Progressive Agriculture Safety Days, actually started back in 1995. So we're getting ready now for our 26th season, and we were very excited coming off of celebrating our 25th anniversary and looking at 2020. It looked like it was, good. you know, we had the vision of safety and uh, everything was in place, our T-shirts, all everything, and then COVID-19 pandemic, you know, happened. So basically, our program, what we do is we deliver safety and health messages to children living in farming and rural communities all over North America. What separates us from other maybe safety and health groups is that we really make sure we're doing hands-on, fun activities with these children that are going to give them a message to go home and teach mom and dad, teach grandparents, teach their brothers and sisters at home. So we do it in a really unique way. We're not there to lecture. We're there to um, give them a hands-on experience. And that's really what really sets us apart. And of course, not being able to be
6: hands on is kind of a bummer because that's a great way for kids to learn. But instead, you guys are giving us a virtual opportunity, which is great for parents who want something to do to their kiddos at home. Or maybe if there's any teachers out there who might be looking for some ideas of ways to supplement their digital programming. There are these learning drops. Do you want to tell me what those are and where that idea came from?
7: Absolutely. Middle of March, you know, when we started to um, hear about this pandemic really hitting the U.S. and really shutting down a lot of our schools. And we started to think, wow, this is our busiest season. You know, our spring is such a busy time. as Schools are getting ready to let out for the year in April and May. That's when we're going to see a majority of our safety days happen. So we really thought about it. We thought, well, how can we still, you know, deliver our message and continue our mission? So we thought about these daily learning drops. We've had some video footage of us teaching safety day activities on safety and health related topics. And we thought, well, what are some more that we can come up with? So I have two young girls here at home with me. Several of us on staff have some children at home. So we've been able to utilize our our children to take part in some activities and record them to show how you can incorporate this at your home or how you can teach this as a really important safety and health lesson while you're at home, because I think safety and health Many times it's sad to say, but that gets pushed to the back burner. And this is the time, now that we have time, let's really focus on that and sharing some of those lessons. So, you know, some of the things we've covered have been talking about weather safety, a really important one right now, proper hand washing, which many were finding did not know how to do that until this pandemic hit and we started to hear more and more about that. But things like chemical safety, blind spots. Safety grain safety, water safety and then one that we have a new chapter coming out on is on mental well-being and stress management so that when we talk through children building stress balls to really cope with stress, we're all feeling stressed right now you know some of us who really enjoy being out maybe we're missing our favorite sport maybe we're you know missing our friends at school or at work. You know, we're feeling some extra stress and so are the children. So this is a really good time to to talk about some coping strategies and, and work through them while you're at home. Yeah. And I can imagine,
6: too, some of the stress that those parents feel can bleed over into the children's lives because they're pretty aware of what's happening in their own household.
7: Exactly. So I think we also we often might think that children don't know what's going on, but they they, they're very perceptive and, you know, they feel what mom and dad are feeling as well. So, yeah, it is really important to start talking to them about that. And a good reminder of
6: safety for the kids and mom and dad too, because just like you said, you have your girls at home. Kids are on the farm now more often than what they probably would be because normally they would be in a traditional classroom setting. And so this is a good reminder for everyone to keep an eye out for anyone who may be running around behind that tractor or skid loader or things like that.
7: It sure is because we're getting ready for spring planting and you know kids are now available to help a little more and and what better education to be out on the farm and and learning about agriculture and fostering your love of agriculture but Again, we want to do that in a safe and healthy way, and there's so many ways that we can deliver these messages and do nice little reminders on what what children need to be doing when they're on the farm, as well as what parents need to be role modeling for those children.
6: And you guys are a sponsored program. I know a lot of communities had their dates set. What are they doing now? Are they postponing, or what are they doing to kind of make do for when this pandemic does subside? Because we know it will. We just have to make it to that point.
7: Absolutely. So, what we've been hearing right now from our coordinators, our goal right now is to stay in contact with our coordinators. Let them know that it's okay on what they decide. We're here for them along the way. We're here to support them. So, we've been having every other week, we've been just having an open line with them via Zoom where they can join in either by phone, by video, and just chat with us. You know, what are you feeling? What are you thinking about? Here's what you can do to, you know, change the date of your safety day or or move it. A lot of folks have been postponing theirs to the fall. So if they have a school event, they're they're moving it to the fall. And some have just been moving it to, to 2021. And they say, you know what? we're going to double next year. We're going to actually we don't want to miss this grade that we focus on. So next year we're actually going to do two two events. So it's been very positive. I think our coordinators love our program so much that they don't they don't want to see it not happen or that children not be reached with these messages. So they're really thinking ahead of how they're going to continue with our program even through this pandemic.
6: And whether it is your daily learning jobs or getting ready for when we can amp up those progressive egg safety days in person again, is there anything that the community or partners or people at home can do to help keep this going? One thing is
7: getting to know more about us. So I encourage our listeners to go to our website, which is www.progressiveag.org. So it's progressiveag.org. And once you go on there, um, you're going to find out a little bit more about us. That's where you can stay in contact and see what safety days may happen later this year. We do have a little calendar of events up at the top of our website. This is 2020 safety days. Most of those safety days, too, if you find one that's in your area, they're always looking for volunteers and other folks to help so you can reach out and, you know, volunteer yourself. Maybe you want to get your children involved somehow. But if you don't see a safety day in your location, that's no problem. We can easily add you or, you know, you can apply to host one in 2021 and start, you know, bringing these messages to your local community. And if you want to take part in some of these daily drops and find out more about them, they're right on our Facebook page. The easiest way is to go to that website, progressiveag.org, and you're going to see a little Facebook symbol at the the top and the bottom of the page. Just click on that. It'll direct you right to our Facebook page. And every day at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, we will be dropping a new topic. So today's message is going to be on fire escape plans. So many of us, we might talk about it, but how many of us have that fire escape plan in place? in case a fire does happen in the home or in the farm. So today we're going to walk uh, folks how
6: to do that. Very cool. And like you said, something where you can get creative, sit down with the kids, chat with them about it, and get their input. This is a great idea, Jana. Thank you so much. I
7: really appreciate you helping us get the word out. And I do, I feel like this has been a very valuable opportunity uh, while we have our children at home and they're looking for something to do. I know know now schools are catching up and they're giving some kids some online learning opportunities and maybe some packets and other ways to, to keep their schoolwork, but you know that only lasts for so many hours throughout the day. This gives another layer of education for the children. Thank
6: you, Jana. Once again, this is Jana Davidson. She's an education content specialist with the Progressive Agriculture Foundation. It's a nonprofit that typically offers hands on safety training across North America for farm kids. But like everyone else, they're adapting their content in the wake of COVID 19. We'll share the link to their daily learning drops as well as their website at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Cross, I'm Kate Riley.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
8: Welcome to Middleton Farmers Cooperative, powered locally since 1928. Your cooperative, serving the surrounding community with two Cenex convenience stores, Do It Best Hardware Center, Feed Mill offering Vita Plus products, Agronomy Center, and Blue Dolphin Car Washes. Become a member today. No fee memberships. Visit Pleasant View Road, University Avenue, Middleton, or online at middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. No membership fee. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Your cooperative. Stop by the Do It Best Center on Pleasant View Road and check out our expanded selection of rental equipment, aerators, stump grinders, edgers, and much, much more for your lawn and home spring projects. Or check out our rentals on our website at middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. No membership fee. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Your cooperative.
9: As our community deals with the current situation, Midwest Family Madison is committed to keeping you informed. Here's a few updates that we've received from local businesses and service providers.
10: The River Food Pantry, located on Darwin Road in Madison, has their COVID-19 Emergency Food Fund providing boxes of groceries to pick up curbside Tuesday through Friday. See distribution hours, sign up to volunteer, and support the River's Emergency Food Fund at riverfoodpantry.org. Swave, in partnership with Dane by Local, has put together a campaign called the Curbside Challenge. Go to swavecoupons.com. That's S-W-A-V-E coupons.com.
9: If you have an update to add, go to midwestfamilymadison.com, leave a message, and we'll get the word out. The best way to prevent the spread of disease is to avoid being exposed in the first place. Wash your hands with soap and water, often and for at least 20 seconds at a time. Sing while you wash. Twice through Happy Birthday is about 20 seconds. For more information about coronavirus and how our community is responding, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com.
1: Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: 519 now on a Tuesday morning and time to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Man, I got to tell you, today looks like, uh, well, this week looks like typical Wisconsin weather. We're going from the potential that we're almost going to need like an air conditioning kick in today to (laughs) right back to the winter jackets uh, later this week, huh?
4: Oh, absolutely. And in between, you know, some fog and maybe even a thunderstorm in April, and then it'll be cold and some snowflakes could be around, especially off to the north as we look at the weekend. Yeah, it's April weather in Wisconsin, no doubt about that. Just when you think we're really going to start to make some progress somewhere, things change. Low pressures out to the west, a warm front's being drawn north up into southern Minnesota, far southern Wisconsin. I mentioned fog. There's a dense fog advisory, La Crosse, Mauston, and down the Mississippi River Valley, That dense fog advisory in effect until nine this morning. There's rain in northern Wisconsin, sprinkles around Wausau, more rain further back toward Barron, Shatek, that area of the northwest part of the state, and all the way up to the tip of Lake Superior. Now that warm front's going to move in today, and as it does It will open up that chance of rain, a scattered shower, possibly a thunderstorm, and that most likely holds off until mid or late this afternoon, just into the evening, a tenth of an inch or so if we see it, not a big deal, and that warm front moves in. Of course, that helps to push that temperature today, and it stays a whole lot more mild overnight tomorrow a cold front will swing through out of the northwest and that leads us to another rain chance most likely wednesday afternoon wednesday evening a tenth to a quarter of an inch of rain around at that time no big deal but behind that cold front it does get a lot colder. Temperatures dropping tomorrow, but still above normal. And then below normal for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. In fact, uh, into early next week, I expect daytime highs in the 40s are up toward 50 now. And again, the best that we'll see, that is cooler than normal. And we'll stay that way even on into next week. And as we head into the weekend, a little unsteadiness, some scattered light rain every so often. We'll build back into that forecast too. So much for really starting to dry it out. I'll have forecast details
8: right after this. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success. Like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So, get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide.
9: Compier Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844 426 6733. Or visit Compeer.com today. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.
0: Alrighty, Stu. Let's talk a little bit more about the weather we're going to get today.
4: Well, enjoy it if you can. Of course, some fog this morning, the dense fog advisory till 9 a.m. Lacrosse, Boston, and down the Mississippi Valley. Mostly cloudy skies generally. And even then, the sun's going to try to break through now and again this morning. So enjoy it when you see it. But in the afternoon, showers or even a thunderstorm develop. Today's highs. Oh, let's stay low to mid-70s. La Crosse could be warm up towards 75. South and southwest winds 5 to 10. Increase a bit here in the afternoon. Still that chance of a shower or thunderstorm this evening. Like I've said, a tenth of an inch or so. Not much more. Mostly cloudy early. Clearing later tonight. And we fall to the low 40s. The northwest winds at 5 to 10. Doesn't sound bad yet Wednesday. There will be a little sunshine. Clouds build in. Some showers in the afternoon. Low 60s. But tomorrow, the winds become northwest, 5 to 15. They get a bit gusty as well. And that's going to be the name of the game by Thursday. Expect partly sunny skies and a windy day. Very low 40s for highs. But west winds on Thursday, Pam, 12 to 25, gusting to 30 and 35. Mm. It's going to feel a whole lot more chilly.
0: Woo, that is some wind to contend with. All right, buddy. Sounds like a plan. We'll dress accordingly. Talk to you tomorrow.
4: You bet. Take care.
0: Yep. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist with our weather details. And let's take a look. Like you said, we've got a dense fog advisory out there for a lot of our listening area. Lacrosse, you've got fog. You're sitting at 50 degrees. Moston, fog. You're at 48. Fond du Lac, looks like you've got clouds for the most part and 48. Beaver Dam, clouds also for you and 46. At the airport in Madison, it's kind of a foggy, cloudy mix. And we're sitting at 50 degrees. Coming up after five thirty, we're going to try to clear up the clouds when it comes to the marketplace. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing, by Stuart Peterson is going to join us live. Really wants to focus in on what's happening with dairy and if we're starting to see things turn around. Is it possible? Let's keep our fingers crossed. More after five thirty. It's five twenty-five.
1: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
7: The coronavirus is making life difficult
0: for all of us, including grocery stores. Grocers are working as hard as they can to keep stores clean and germ-free, spending whatever it costs to do that. Some people are worried about prices. For some products, prices have gone up because of consumer demand that has caused grocers to have to pay more to their suppliers for groceries. Because of these pressures, you may temporarily see higher prices and limited stock on certain products. But grocers are still doing everything they can to keep prices as low as possible for you. In fact, the government has strict laws in place prohibiting price gouging, and your grocer supports and complies with that law. Your grocer is committed to keeping shelves stocked with nutritious and affordable foods. Stay home, practice social distancing, take care of your family. We'll get through this together.
11: Sponsored by the Wisconsin Grocers
9: Association Education Foundation. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn.
8: Get your Kubota mower ready for the season ahead with a lawn and garden 21-point inspection. Kubota-trained expert technicians will get you geared up with new spark plugs, engine oil and filters, air and fuel filters, blade sharpening and more. Call Johnson Tractor and schedule your lawnmower inspection today. John
6: from land
8: to lawn. Confusion ever someone or
1: have sudden you trouble had speaking understanding
10: Understanding trouble have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden, sudden confusion, confusion, confusion
1: trouble, trouble speaking or, or understanding, understanding someone? someone
10: It could be one of the 5 signs of
1: stroke Sudden weakness or numbness of the face arm or leg
10: Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes
1: suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance
10: or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere
1: if you or someone you know has any of these symptoms don't wait call 911 immediately you could make a difference in someone's life someone you love maybe even your own
10: it's late until wait don't too don't, don't wait, wait until, until, until it's, it's too, too late. late
1: time lost is brain lost
10: find out more at power Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
1: Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place... ...where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event! Awesome. Promises to one's community.
8: Helping people move debris out of their house.
1: Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine... ...you'll find a promise. A promise... Forever kept. A promise of Battles won.
8: Now that you're spending more time indoors, it's time to think about indoor air quality.
10: Personally, I don't think spring cleaning is all that meaningful unless you live somewhere like Wisconsin, where you've been pumping
7: the same stale air around the house all winter. And people wonder why they keep getting sick. With the piles of dust and mites and bacteria building and growing inside air ducts, Believe me, it's gross. The answer, Dirty Ducks Cleaning. Clean and healthy air. Breath after fresh spring breath. Go to DirtyDucksCleaning.com.
8: Shop I-39 Supply in any weather. I-39 Supply's huge indoor showroom and over 200 trailers in stock. Yeti coolers, Vortex Optics, and Zero-Four Outdoor Hunting Blinds. I-39 Supply, trailer service and more. I-39 Supply.com. What happens in the kitchen should stay in the kitchen. There shouldn't be sawdust and raw materials all over the house if that's the only room getting remodeled. Some contractors understand that, and some make sure a kitchen remodel stays in the kitchen from beginning to end. That's all good. Edge Construction can do a kitchen remodel in as little as 10 days. Check out their work at edgeconstructioncompany.com. See how amazing work can be done in less time. It's true. Edgeconstructioncompany.com. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit StandUpToCancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us.
0: So
3: right now, and we got a giant brick of Brewers tickets. It was Brewers-Cubs the second game. Ooh,
11: yes, I got a call for that over the weekend. Almost forgot about it until you said that. Oh, so they called you? Yes. What'd they say? Uh, More will be revealed. So no answer. Yeah, it's basically like we'll we'll wait and see. I if you had tickets, I will guarantee you,
3: especially major league baseball, they will not refund you your money. If anything, they'll give you a credit for another game or something. Like Ticketmaster, I think Ticketmaster was crying for a bailout. Weren't they aren't isn't Ticketmaster the same people if you got a twenty dollar ticket, you end up paying like eighty dollars for that ticket because Ticketmaster taxed on like yeah, they, insane godly it's charges not for that reason. much, but
11: oh, it's my, a lot though. Yeah, my buddy and I, we went to a Bucks game we probably three, four years ago now, and the tickets were like you know thirty, forty bucks, and then at the end they were like 60. darn near sixty.
3: Yeah, it's highway robbery. Oh, I'm sorry that you're crying. You need a bailout because you bend us over the common man. Anyways, so the NBA wants to crown a champion. But it's kind of hard when you can't play games or can't play anywhere. So but. this story came out. Uh, Giannis had done the kumbô and Chris Middleton. Giannis was saying that uh, he's spending a lot of his time during the quarantine to work out, help care for his newborn son, and he's playing the occasional video game. Giannis said this quote: "I don't have access to a hoop. A lot of I know. Uh, real quick, you guys kind of. Real quick, I don't have access to a hoop." A lot of NBA players might have a court in their house or something, but I don't. I just got my home workouts. So I go on the bike, the treadmill, lift some weights, and I stay sharp that way. Chris Middleton also said that he doesn't have a hoop or a court to ball on at his house, but his neighbor does, and sometimes he'll sneak away and go over there. But he says he does practice his dribbling, yada, yada, yada. And then there's LeBron James. LeBron James has a house with a full weight room, he has an inside and an outdoor court. They say he's, quote, got a different reality going on in his home than the majority of NBA players. What
11: are you going to say now, Nelson? Oh, I was just saying, I find it hard to believe that, uh, kind of like what you and uh, sports director Zach Hyopran said, I find it hard to believe that Chris Middleton and Giannis can't find a court either with neighbors or, hey, there are things called parks. Yeah,
3: that's the one thing that I don't really understand. Like, I know the parks probably aren't to the exact NBA quality that you need. But neither is your neighbors down the street. Exactly, but you can still practice your shots. So I find it hard to believe that they can't go somewhere and shoot. But if you are just staying at home and you don't have that around you, then, yeah, you you can't do it. But you're millionaires. I think you can find a way. Wasn't
11: the NBA talking about uh, renting out, like, the like a casino type thing or a hotel in like Bahamas or Jamaica or something? Yeah, that's where
3: I wanted to get to too. So the NBA, to continue the season, they were thinking of turning Las Vegas like an empty casino, converting it into a a court where they could have cameras, very limited if they even had media. I was read very limited media, very limited TV crew, uh, very limited everything, no fans. But they would convert either a – they would make like a casino in Vegas into like NBA-ville. And all the NBA teams would be staying in this converted casino into a makeshift, like I said, like NBA USAville, Or there was the Bahamas where there was this giant ballroom hotel that wasn't being used. And they would convert the, convert the ballroom into a court where they all could stay and play in Because the there's like an
11: extremely low number of, yeah, uh, of, of virus cases in the Bahamas. I'm all in. I'm all in for the Bahamas or Vegas, and, and here's the plan. Do exactly what they said, and then you can even spin it to, to the point where they're doing it for Kobe because, you know, that was played out for yeah. so long. Yeah. They'll play under a UV light because that's supposed to kill a lot of germs, and then they'll say since it's purple, it'll be for the Lakers. <laughs> you know why I like it? Why? I like it because I think the Bucks come out better. Like, LeBron James is whining about how he... You know, I don't know if I want to be out there for this sickness and blah blah blah. Dude, you have a court. Giannis? Yeah. I think Giannis gets better. We all knew he couldn't practice his shooting. We all know he doesn't really have that great of a shot. He's just gonna dunk. Chris yeah. Middle Chris Middleton with no fans? Are you kidding me? He's going to be even better. He's not. He doesn't have the clutch gene. With no fans, they aren't going to. Yeah, I was st- say this, Middleton has not going to get fans? nervous. <laughs> like he's going to be balling like it's out like in the practice. Yeah, so like Bucks will be better. That's why LeBron doesn't want to play it because he knows the Bucks would be better, and obviously the Bucks would probably beat the Lakers. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Let's this go is all for follow-ups. LeBron. Oh, Don't man. think
3: it's not. Welcome to the Joni
1: Farm Goddess Agricultural
8: Princess. Queen of all that moves.
1: Nah, let's stick with Farm Babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
8: All
0: right, 535 now on a Tuesday morning as we continue to take a look at food and fiber news. John Heinberg, market advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson's Joining us live via Skype in about 10 minutes. Take a look at what's developing in the markets. And uh, speaking of the markets, our livestock markets are now the latest phase of agriculture to be challenged. Details on the Lanesboro, Minnesota sale barn that decided they're pushing pause this week. That's coming up. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Service's Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So on this day back in 1970, the Milwaukee Brewers played their first game in front of about 37,000 enthusiastic fans at County Stadium back on this date in 1970. On a little bit broader picture, in uh, on this date in 1948, the World Health Organization was established. And boy, I'll tell you, You think about the challenging times we're in right now. The World Health Organization, major coordinating effort for fighting epidemics around the world. On this date in 1827, the first friction match was sold. Something you take for granted today, huh? But it was back in 1827 when they finally came up with that idea of transporting flame. And happy birthday to Russell Crowe, Jackie Chan, and Francis Ford Coppola. Now you know. All right, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in agriculture these days. I wish I could bring you good news, but unfortunately this morning, some of our livestock markets are being challenged. It is a collision of two worlds, if you're honest about it. We've been reporting about how dairy farms are being asked to dump milk in lieu of trying to get the processing chain back in sync with what's happening with COVID-19. Now we learn that the livestock markets are not finding buyers for their cattle, because of COVID-19. One market manager in southeast Minnesota decided that's enough. They're going to push pause this week and uh, sell no cattle. Joe Nelson from Lanesboro Livestock Market in Lanesboro, Minnesota, spoke with our own Caitlin Riley and explained uh, their approach to waiting out COVID-19 at least this week.
12: You know, I'm hoping that by next week we can be going again. But, you know, until I get a direction from the processors that they're going to be back in the market but i don't know that today but we're sure anticipating that you know we'll be back we felt it was in the best interest of our producers to just take this week and take a pause it isn't that we're quitting we're just going to take a pause we aren't going to panic sell we're not going to uh you know stop commerce completely. but you know with all the milk Being dumped. Why? It put an extra burden on. Well, it actually put a. What I I would call it on a market call, a bounty on them because you got co ops that are telling you that you have till April 15th to dump your cows. Or if you don't move your production, well, then apparently you're not going to get paid. So that put. That all of a sudden, your two packing house in Green Bay are getting flooded with cows. They can't absorb them all. I mean, they had one dairy that milked 35,000 cows. They wanted to bring them 2,000 cows this week. That leaves all the rest of us out here. Okay, are you ready to just give your cows to them this week? I wasn't prepared to have a sale and then tell my producers that, you know, I'm very sorry, but we have to give your cattle away this week. And uh, I've been in this business for 36 years. I put my heart and soul into getting people a fair market price for their livestock. And I honestly didn't feel I could open up this week and give them a fair market value.
0: Joe Nelson, he is the market manager for the Lanesboro Livestock Barn in Lanesboro, Minnesota. They're pushing pause this week and going to hold up on selling any cattle Uh, Normally, he said that they sell between 700 and 1,600 head of cattle when they've got their sales. But this week, nothing is going to move. We also expect a formal announcement a little bit later today from the Equity Livestock Sales Association right here in Wisconsin. Sounds like they are going to suspend operations at their Marion, Wisconsin equity location over uh, COVID-19. So, A lot of business disruption all over the place. And, of course, Wisconsin agriculture still falling victim to the same. It is 540. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for
3: farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance.
13: Keeping Wisconsin strong.
5: Wisconsin's number one farm insurer
11: can protect your dairy operation from unexpected declines in revenue from milk sales. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more or talk to your local agent about how dairy revenue protection can fit into your risk management plan. Rural
3: Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: One of the other unfortunate stories that we've had to share with you are all the dairy farms being impacted by dumping milk. They've been requested by their processors to dump milk. One of the first that shared his story was Ryan Elby, dairy farmer in West Bend, Wisconsin, Golden E. Dairy, who uh, now is going on a week that they've been dumping milk. And he said because he's been so visible through the media, he's gotten an awful lot of calls from non-farm people that uh, are caught up in the story.
13: Um, it's very good that we're getting the word out there, but there is a huge uproar from the public that we are dumping milk. Uh, people reaching out to me. I'm not sure how people got my personal cell phone number, but there's nonprofit organizations reaching out, pleading for milk from across the country, and uh, that is out of my hands. Um, I can't just take a 7,000-gallon tanker load of milk to a food pantry and say here you go um, but it is a raw milk product.
0: Ryan Elby, one of the dairy farms impacted by dumping milk, he's in West Bend and he said just like many consumers as a dairy farmer that's working hard to take care of his cattle, hard to produce that quality milk it is frustrating to him to see empty shelves when it comes to milk supplies.
13: That's, that's extremely upsetting. Uh, I know that our closest convenience store, about a mile down the road, they are not limiting milk. But they, they, I went and got an issue the Journal Sentinel when we our story was in there, and they had no milk on the shelf. It's four gallons of one percent, and the and the lady at the counter said, "I cannot believe that farmers are dumping milk, and we we cannot get milk right now." I don't know the situation in that particular store. The lady was beside herself that farmers are dumping milk and they couldn't they couldn't stock their own shelves.
0: Ryan Elby, Golden E Dairy in West Bend, Wisconsin, as we speak this morning, they're still dumping milk. Markets in overnight electronic trader are a little mixed right now. December corn is up a penny and three quarters at three fifty. November beans up five and a half right now at eight seventy and three quarters. July new crop wheat though that's down five and a quarter at five forty five and three quarters. As far as dairy is concerned, yesterday in Chicago barrel cheese dropped another four and three quarters cents to one oh nine. Forty pound block cheese on Monday down two and a quarter cents at one twelve and three quarters. The double A butter. That was also down 2.5 cents on Monday to 125.5 per pound. In overnight electronic trade, May Milk is turning things around up 44 cents at 12.27. The June milk's up 75 cents at 13.80 a hundred weight. That is the tone we want to talk about this morning with John Heinberg from Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. He believes we may have hit bottom as far as these dairy prices. What's his rationale on that? What does he see developing today? Talking about that next with John Heinberg from Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. This is
1: the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
2: There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Wisconsin's Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. Focus on the future. Farm First represents dairy farmers in the halls of Congress and provides test verification, disaster assistance, and youth scholarship benefits. Farm First Dairy Cooperative. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter.
9: As our community deals with the current situation, Midwest Family Madison is committed to keeping you informed. Here's a few updates that we've received from local businesses and service providers.
10: Benjamin Plumbing is open and wants to assure you they're taking every possible precaution to protect their customers and employees. Please feel free to contact them with questions at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Middleton Sport Bowl is open for carryout Wednesday through Sunday. You can order from their website at SportBowl.com. Making homemade meals for the past 20 years. Health Journey Chiropractic wants to keep you out of the ER and urgent care. Working from home with poor ergonomics? They're here for you. Call 274-7090, healthjourneychiro.com.
9: If you have an update to add, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com, leave a message, and we'll get the word out. The best way to prevent the spread of disease is to avoid being exposed in the first place. If you have to sneeze or cough, do it into your elbow and make it less likely for your germs to be transferred to others. For more information about coronavirus and how our community is responding, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com. The
2: battle to generate more revenue could be as simple as a free IT assessment from Compel Consulting. You'll receive a customized report detailing opportunities to reduce risk, lower costs, increase productivity, and revenues. Compel Consulting simply wants to help you make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelledNetworks.com. Compel Consulting Professional IT Solutions,
10: just like having family
2: in the IT biz.
1: You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade. But isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: All righty, 547 now, and we surely hope it's easier to uh, get your update here than uh, go to other sources because we've got great folks like John Heinberg. He is a market advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us live via Skype on this Tuesday morning at 547. So, John, the premise of our conversation this morning was you're hoping that we might have touched bottom as far as dairy is concerned. And and I think there's a whole lot of people out there saying, hallelujah, please let it be true. What do you see happening?
5: Well, first off, I mean, obviously, we've got a fundamental issue that's just been killing this market. uh, And now we're seeing the milk dumping uh, globally. It's not just here in the United States. And as we got just a product flow uh, situation in terms of getting this product moving from you know, farm to to the to the packer to the packer to the processor to the consumer, and uh, with that and also just the overall lack of demand in the restaurant trade. So that's what's caused this crush in prices. And then on top of that, you get the technical and the momentum selling that comes into a market. And yesterday, we did actually hit a bottom type action, and we're getting some follow through today. As I look at milk prices on the overnight, up strongly. Not saying I'm saying the all clears here, but it's a spot that we've come back and tested is a long-term trend line. I usually track a second month chart, which is follows that May contract. Yesterday, that May contract hit its lowest price point on that chart since 2009, July of 2009, and actually bounced off a trend line that goes all the way back to October of 2000. So it's one of those areas where a market can also magically just find some footing on a technical side. And in a milk market with a lot of, with the lack of liquidity overall, sometimes you can see some pretty big moves. If anything, you know, might be an opportunity for producers if you're behind on some things to find a little defense and get it in here quickly if we get a quick little bounce for a buck or two or a buck and a half
0: yeah yeah and that's uh, i'm assuming that's what you'd like them to do right away today is mobilize take action
5: Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm not sounding the all clear. We're off and running. If anything, the fundamental picture is still in pretty rough shape at this stage. So we're watching these processors and this is happening in the meat space as well, trying to convert over to more of a retail consumer from probably a restaurant trade. And that takes some time. That's why we've seen the tumble in the products prices and things of that nature, because of just the pure fact that now we need to get things into the grocery store versus getting them put together for food service.
0: I heard that. We do have some uh, dairy plants, to your point, that are trying to make uh, inroads in converting some of their processing to products that's needed right now. For example, I heard that there's a dairy processor in Portage that's trying to move their facility toward uh, drying milk into powder. That, uh, are, what are you hearing from industry on this, John, that might help correlate some of the numbers we're seeing?
5: You know, I mean, that's a very, when you say those types of comment, that type of situation, that's kind of what we're seeing and and just hearing again in general, just you got to shift your packaging and shift your lines to meet that type of demand. I mean, realistically, a lot of these processors over the last handful of years, we've gone to a very, you know, restaurant orientated, again, food service orientated type product. And now when that demand has quickly disappeared with these stay at home orders, you know, now we got to get things ready for the grocery store trade. And that's some of the, the holes that we've seen in terms of the supply chain, and in order to get packaging and things of that nature reestablished, it does take time. And uh, unfortunately, said the milk price is the thing, or the meat, the beef price, or the the hog prices have come and under targets in terms of falling in these windows
0: yeah uh, are we hearing anything else as far as livestock i mean we had stories on today about how livestock markets are uh, basically s- shutting down this week because uh, lack of buyers lack of price uh, how how widespread is that that started that story started developing late last week didn't it
5: yeah, that story came through towards the end of the week, and obviously we saw hard sell-offs in the, in the cattle and hog markets, as well as that milk market. You know, so this comes to that question too: Is some of this priced in to the point that we can find some stability? I'm uh, still very concerned about the livestock sector as we're hearing a couple plants in Iowa, you know, idling down or closing for for some time frame here because of COVID nineteen and some of the workers being affected. You know, so we'll have to see how that kind of shakes out. It's it's going to be pretty uh, tense, I would say, in those markets. And any opportunity the market bounces is probably a quick window for a producer to find a way to defend some price and, and hope you're wrong and the market goes higher. But at the same time, you know, cattle yesterday, I had a target on that June contract. It hit it on the open yesterday and it, you know, then it stabilized off of that. Hogs, uh, you're starting to get down to $40, $50 hogs. Those are starting to get to multi year lows. You know, so how much of that has already been put in To the system, markets have a tendency to price in the worst case scenario, and then when those scenarios start unwinding, the market has a tendency to stabilize. But with that, you know, both those livestock markets, I do have further downside targets that are there. If the fundamentals and the news continues to stay negative, that those technical traders can take this and really push it uh, to levels that we haven't seen in decades.
0: Yeah, Uh, you know, back to dairy for just a moment, John. One thing that always has confounded dairy is that we are thinly traded. There's not a lot of players that are necessarily looking at dairy. What about open volume? Are we seeing any outside interest come in on dairy? You
5: well, know, that's an issue in all the markets right now is just the, the lack of uh, liquidity. And, and that's some of the reason we're also seeing some of these aggressive moves. You know, a lot of money was uh, kind of really taken off the books here with these price falls, so and there's a lot of sheepishness and people not willing to really step in the market. So lack of volume right now and, and uh, the open interest is definitely a concerning point and that can cause markets to move extremely quickly uh, as we typically see in the dairy market. I mean, I'm looking at June touching the limit higher on the overnight again. Uh, just those players aren't out there and uh, the market can fly around very quickly as it tries to build a bottom. Uh, bottoming is a process. It's not a yeah. one-day event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, we you know, we may not be done here, we may be retesting those lows, uh, again, maybe a little bit of an opportunity, you gained over a buck on the June contract or the July contract last two days get some protection in and protect yourself a little bit more
0: you know wisconsin prides itself on our cheese and from what i understand our cheese processors are going 24 7 trying to process milk and keep that product going to uh, grocery stores and doing what they can uh what about the product prices john the barrel the block the butter
5: yeah, like everything else, again, those have just been smashed, and, and we've seen that kind of happen in, in a, lot, again, a lot of these different retail product markets. And, you know, hopefully we can find some stability. The cheese block cheese price on blocks was down two cents yesterday, but that's, you know, significant considering we were, you know, $1.80 plus here just a week and a half ago, and now we're at $1.12. Uh, so, you know, again, it comes down to this just lack of overall movement of product as the retailers just didn't, you know, mm-hmm. for different didn't have the place for it to go. Yep. They didn't look to purchase in. And now that we do kind of have stores maybe caught back up in some regions, the shoppers aren't there. Yeah. And uh, so that's the concerning point. And again, a lot of these retail type products like the livestock and the dairy side. So hopefully we can see some stability. There gets to be a point where it just comes cheap yeah, and then the product will move and then we get some storage yeah, yeah. built up and, and things along those lines in a lot of these different commodities, whether it's grains, livestock or dairy.
0: Right. John, quick, real quick, your phone number.
5: Uh, Phone number, give us a call at 800-334-9779. Love to chat with people if they ever have questions.
0: Appreciate it. John Heinberg with uh, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. Give him a call today and get yourself some protection.